Welcome to the Renew Life Church podcast. No matter what situation we find ourselves facing, we know that God wants to speak clearly to us. So wherever you're listening from today, we want to thank you for being here. Grab a cup of coffee and join us as we tune in to our Sunday conversation. Well, good morning, Renew Life Church family. Whether you're joining us online or at the Cole Theater, uh, I'm really excited just to, to be with you this morning or just whenever you're watching. I even bought a new shirt, so I feel fresh. When you feel fresh, you preach good, look good, preach good. Actually, it's look good, play good, but it works for what I'm doing now. Now, I'm really glad to be with you this morning, and um, let's just go ahead and, and jump right in. I know we've had worship already, and I just kind of want to get right right to it. You know, um, many of us know, uh, as we're sitting here listening today, right now, that we are in uh, a time that we've re- really never seen before in our country. Um, yeah, it's been going on off and on for, for years now, um, but we're really in a, in a time that um, I, I feel that we, it would be unwise of me and it would be unwise of us to not address what is still going on in our country. In fact, as I've been praying today and, and, and this week about, about this message, uh, I've been asking the Lord, you know, what to say. And I believe one of the things he started to say is that this is not a time to move on. And I really want us to start off the conversation this morning that way. This is not a time to move on. This is not a time to move on from the conversation. This is not a time to move on from addressing racism in our country. This is not a time to move on to, to bigger and better things or just something different. I really got convicted because if I were to be honest, even this week, I was like, can we just, is there a chance that we could move on? Is there a chance that I could preach about something else, another subject that I could kind of get going on? And, and, and really the Lord was like, no, this, this is not a time for us to move on because we're at a time in our country where if we're to be really honest, things aren't good. Things aren't that good. What is happening right now, it's very, very real. And I have a sense that it's not going away. And probably more of that, more than that, I have a sense that it shouldn't go away, that we should be continuing to have conversations that we've never had before. You know, over the last two weeks, me and Natalie have actually been, been able to, to run into our families and spend time with them. And, and we've actually begun to, to, to have this conversation about racism and what is going on in our country, how people feel about, hey, I'm about to drop that political term, white privilege and systemic racism. And the list goes on and on. Black lives matter. If black lives matter, do all lives matter? Are you saying that all lives? I've been having these conversations and they've actually been really, really good. They've actually been very, very fruitful. Um, in fact, with family, I've been so blessed that we could have conversations with each other and just be truthful about how we really feel. And, and I'm not saying that that is the answer. I'm not saying that I have all the answers. Um, but I do believe that is one step in the right direction, is that we're beginning to have conversations and we're not moving on. And so I just want to encourage you today, if, if you're kind of like, man, I really wish... I could have turned on YouTube today, or I really wish I could have come to the Cole Theater and talked about anything else but this. Can I just say, it's not the time to move on yet because God hasn't moved on. God has not moved on from this conversation. He's not talking about anything else. What he's talking about to me, 
what he's talking about to the leadership of this church, what he's talking about to the people that we follow and respect, to the pastors that I'm, that I'm watching, to the, the friends in my life. This is what he's talking about. And so today I want us to, to continue to talk around this subject. You know, if, if you're like me, um, I'm, I've, just, I've still been in this state of trying to figure out what is actually going on. I actually watched this really funny video um, this week of this guy, and uh, he's, it looks like he's, what is it, three sheets to the wind? Is that how you say that? Um, he, he's, he may have had a little to drink, and he's trying to explain what's going on, and he really says nothing for five minutes. And, and that's kind of how I feel. And I feel like, man, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what, what's going on right now. Um, what's the truth? And I want to encourage you, if you're, if you're here today and you're still trying to figure out, can I just tell you, you're in a good place. I believe you're in a good place. That's actually the place that you should still be because if you're still trying to figure out, here's what I know about you. It means you're still listening. It means you're still listening. And I believe right now we are in a season where God is saying it's still time to listen. It's still a season to listen. But I'll be honest, there may be some of you here today and you might be like, you know what, I'm tired of listening. Um, I I'm, I'm, actually feel like I have figured it out. I really want to encourage you to take those, your opinions, your beliefs, those things, and I want you to hold them out before the Lord, the Holy Spirit. And I still want you to, I want you to ask yourself, Holy Spirit, should I still be listening? Have I come to conclusions that I shouldn't have come to yet? Do I have opinions? Do I have political views that, are, that are, are thwarting what God is actually wanting to say to me? Because I believe that all of us should actually still be listening. And so I want to talk to all of us today about, and I'm going to get to this maybe towards the end of the message, but I want to talk to us about how to be a good listener. How are we to become a good listener. Before we get there, let's jump into some scripture. James chapter 1, verse 19. Read now the New Living Translation. It says this. This is James talking. He says, understand this, my dear brothers and sisters. You must all be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. I want to read it again. He said, quick to listen, quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. Let's pray. God, we just thank you for this day. We thank you for this time that we're living living in. And I just have even just heard you say now, you've made us for such a time as this. You've made all of us to be alive in this time, which means that we are equipped for this time, which means we have answers for this time, which means we have a heart for this time, which means we have um, the, the power to speak things into existence and change the state of our country and our cities and our families. You've created us as believers for such a time as this. And so we just grab hold of that truth even right now. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you lead and you guide us into all truth. I pray that as we talk around your word and around your ways, that that's exactly what you would do, Holy Spirit. You would lead and you would guide us into truth. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So um, being around sports uh, my whole life, I've, I've actually seen a lot of injuries happen on the field. I've seen hamstrings blown, knees blown out ankles broken, and I don't want to gross everybody out right now. However, I do believe there are some of you right now, 
in the, in the audience, in the Cole Theater. In fact, I'm going to ask you right now to raise your hand if you're one of those people who watches those gross videos on YouTube. Come on, raise your hand right now. Don't lie in church. All right, keep your hand up. Demons come out in Jesus' name. Okay, we need to take care of, we need to take care of that because you have problems, okay? You have problems. No, I, I even watch those videos too. It's like, I don't want to watch this, but I kind of want to, you know? And I've actually seen these things in, in real life. And, and um, you know, I've been injured myself quite a few times on the, on the field. And I remember this one time, I, uh, my junior year in college, I'd, I uh, messed up my right ankle. It was a high ankle sprain. It, it made me sit out for two weeks. It was, it was a really bad injury. I remember I came back to play, and, and one of the games I was playing in, we were playing against Northwestern Missouri. It was freezing cold. Um, I, I was playing this game. We were getting our butts beat. I mean, it was not, it was not fun. I think this, the stats were I got hit close to 40 times in this game, just to give you a little, a little, little stats there, guys. And um, I was just getting beat. And sure enough, and that was only halfway, that, that only is 40 times in three and a half quarters because halfway through the third quarter, um, I re-injure my ankle. And I remember I, I couldn't even look down because I thought that I broke it. I mean, it, it was bad. I was in excruciating pain. You know, the, 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 the game stops. And, and here come the trainers, and here comes my quarterback coach, and they're running out on the field. This has happened many times. You've watched on TV. It's happened many times to me. I'm sitting there in excruciating pain on the field. And here's what didn't happen next. I didn't have my trainers run out and my coach run out and, and get next to me and say, Keith, you idiot. I can't believe you sprained your ankle again. I mean, I told you you weren't ready to play yet. I told you you should have warmed up more. It, it, you should have been more of an athlete. If you would have just scooted up in the pocket. Did you not see that guy running around the end that was going to blast you in the face? Did you not see? How could you have not made, not let this happen? They didn't come out and start correcting me and disciplining me and tell me all the ways that maybe it was my fault or that I screwed up. That's not what happened. No, you know what they did? They ran out and they first took care of me. They helped me. They asked the question, what happened? Where does it hurt? They reassured me, your leg is still there. <laughs> it is not falling off. You're okay. And you know what they did? Then they picked me up and they carried me on their shoulders and they took me over to the sideline and they were going to address some other things later. But the very first thing that they did is they tried to understand what had happened to me and, to, and, they, and they took care of me. Now, just a little side note that has nothing to do with the message, but a little side note, I remember I was on the sideline and I was married at the time to Natalie and I remember I'm... She, my wife has to be so worried about me right now. I've got to find her in the stands and tell her I'm okay. I finally, after five minutes looking through the stands, I find Natalie. Is she looking at me? No. Does she care that I'm hurt? Absolutely not. You know what she's doing? She's still watching the football game. Yes, she needs to work on her compassion a little bit. I'm just kidding, babe. Just needed to make people laugh. Um, but I remember I, God brought this moment back up to me. Because I think that it's a perfect example of what some of us are doing in this situation when it comes to racism in our country, in the conversation, in the situation that we're dealing with. Many of us, we are running out to the situation 
and instead of seeking first to understand and assess the situation, you know what we're doing? We're sharing our opinions. We're sharing our political view. We're saying, no, this is what happened. No, this isn't true. White privilege isn't real. Black lives don't matter. We have all, all lives matter. What about blue? We have all these things that we're saying. And can I just say that there's, there's going to be a time for that conversation. And for some of you in certain situations, that might, it, it might be the time right now to have that conversation. But I believe for the majority of us, it is not the right time to have that conversation. We have to ask ourselves, when is the right time to speak about certain things? I'm not going to tell you when that time is. I believe that you should turn inward to the Holy Spirit and ask him the things that you should be bringing up, the conversations you should be having on social media, the conversations you should be having with your friends. But but all I know is there are certain times you say things and there are certain times that you don't. This is actually a true statement. Sometimes there are right things to say at the wrong time. Right things to say at the wrong time. And I'll even give you scripture for it. Jesus even said that. He said to his disciples, I have many things to share with you, but you cannot bear them right now. I want to follow the example of Jesus. And can I just say, whenever your kid gets hurt, it's not the right time to run out and say, I told you to stop jumping off the couch, even though that's what we usually do say. But there is a time when we comfort them. There is a time where we relate to them. There is a time when we pick them up when they are hurt. And can I just tell you, there is a part of the body of Christ right now, and they're known as the black community, and they are hurting. They're hurting. They're trying to say something. They're trying to to catch the ear of the world. And, and And I'm not condoning... Uh, violence, and I'm not condoning looting and, and any of that. You know that. I'm not, I shouldn't even have to say that. But they're saying something. And the question that I have for you right now is, have you, gone, have you run to this situation? Have you run to this moment? And have you really taken the time to understand what has happened before you began to speak? Before you began to bring out your true beliefs? Have you, have you done the research? More, than even, more important than that, have you prayed? Have we, uh, and I, I'm preaching to myself right now. I mean, this message is, I, I'm, I'm preaching to myself. Have I really prayed? Have I realized that this is, this is actually real? These are real people that we're talking about. Whether you want to argue if it's a racism issue or not, these are real people who are dying. George Floyd was a real person who got killed. And if we are not careful, we are, um, I think we're, we're so used to violence um, for so many reasons that we watch things on TV and it's almost like they're not real. And I just need you to understand this morning, it's real. This is real. And how dare us as the white community or any other community, be listening to a part of our body that is suffering and not at least try to understand. Whether, and, you, and I'll even say this, you may even be sitting there today and say, yeah, but what they're believing is, is not fully the truth. 
here's, listen to me, throw that out for just a moment. Whether it's the truth or not, whether what you believe, it's what they feel. It's what they perceive. It's what they're going through emotionally. And I'm simply just asking, can we relate to that? It's what if we just related to that for just a second? What if we had empathy, which means we put ourselves in their shoes? Here's, and, and I, I want to, before I go any further, I want to read scripture. Because 1 Corinthians 12 says this, verse 26. It says, talking about the body of Christ. You've, you've, read, you've heard this scripture. You've been in church for, for some time. You've heard if, you know, that, that we've, we're, we're all a part of the body. We've all been given specific gifts. But we're all a part, but we're all different. And look at what it says in verse 26. If one part suffers, all the parts suffer with it. If one part suffers, all the parts suffer with it. And if one part is honored, all the parts are glad. And can I just say, the only way we can suffer with the other part is to truly understand. And the only way we can truly understand is to listen long enough. The only way we can truly understand is to be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to get angry. Am I saying today that um, that we should just be listening and not doing anything? No. I believe that we should all be listening and, and actually listening to the Holy Spirit. And when he gives us something to do, then do it. But I just, I strongly believe right now that we are not through the season of listening. If I can go back to my football analogy, we're not in the training room a week later yet. We're still on the field with the person who's hurt. There's still pain in the ankle. And so, so there has to be a moment of compassion that we all have. And I think if we, if we stay there long enough, I don't know how long that is. I'll, be, I'll admit to you this morning. This morning. There's, there's actually more that I don't know than that I do know. But I do know that, um, I don't know when, when that time of listening will end, but I do know it's a time right now to listen. <clears throat> I want to ask you this question, and then, then I'll, I'll kind of move on from this point. I think we all have to be honest with ourselves and ask the question, have I really listened or did I already have my answer? Have I really listened, or did I already have my answer? Remember James 1.19, he goes on to say this. We read it before. He said, understand this, be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. Now, here's what's interesting about this scripture. Um, James is actually writing this to the Jews. He's writing this to the 12 tribes, and, and, and he's talking to God's people. And, and here's what's really interesting about when he says this, that the, the, at the time in culture, what was going on in the world, Rome was trying to oppress the people of God. Rome was oppressing the Jews. And there were, there were moments of revolt. There were moments where the Jews were lashing back out, where God's people were standing up for themselves. And they were fighting back and they were getting tired of being oppressed. God's people were being oppressed. And so I want you to imagine during this time, they were probably having the same conversations that we're having right now. They were going through the same thing that is going on right now. And here's James' advice. The brother of Jesus, this is his advice to the people in that time. He said, be quick to listen. Slow to speak. Slow to get angry. Here's what he didn't say. 
He didn't say, don't speak and don't get angry. He said, just be slow to. I've been in this time kind of slow to speak, (laughs) if I were to be really, really honest. And um, I don't think I'm wrong for that. Um, In fact, just be released right now. If you don't know what to say, that's okay. There's grace for that. Don't feel pressured. But if you do feel compelled to speak, speak. In fact, I believe speaking is actually doing something. But I think the goal of this message today, and I want to get off track, the goal of this message today is to listen. So I want to, I want to kind of transition. I want to lay that foundation. I want to transition into how to be a good listener. How do we become a good listener? Because let's all be really, really honest. Not many people are good at listening. Now, wives, this is where you nudge your husband. Husbands, just keep looking forward, all right? We are, we are not always that great at listening. You know, one of the things that, as a pastor that I get to do is I've done a lot of premarital counseling over, over the years. And um, this is some of my, my favorite times is, in, in, is doing premarital counseling and have a lot of fun with couples. And we use this curriculum called Preparing and Rich, and it's about really preparing them for marriage. We kind of teach them, um, I teach them skills to just get ready uh, for the things that are coming in marriage. And one of the first things that we talk about is communication. And, and in this topic of communication, we talk about something called active listening. Active listening. And I want to read the definition of, of active listening. It's the ability to let your partner know you understand them by restating their message. It's the ability to, to let your partner know you understand them by restating the message. And so we do this exercise, and I'm, I'm smiling because it's, it's, it cracks me up every time. We do this, this uh, exercise with couples where you'll get the husband and the wife, they'll, they'll say something that they want, and then the, the, the wife or the husband that's listening, they have to respond and say, pretty much, I heard what you said, and this is what I, what I get that you will feel if you get what you want. Hope that makes sense. And so I'm going to give you a little example. And this is, this is close to a real-life example of, 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 of something that I experienced with a couple one day. And um, so the husband said something like this. He said, I love spending time with you, but I would really like to spend a little more time with my friends playing golf every day. This is, I think every husband has said this. I would really like to spend a little more time with my friends playing golf every once in a while. If I got to do this, it would make me feel refreshed. Now, the goal for the wife here as the active listener is, is to say, I heard that you said that you love spending time with me, but that you would like some time to spend with your friends playing golf. And if you, play, if you did that, you would feel refreshed. That would be considered active listening. But here was the response that came from the wife after he said this. And this is about as, I'm not dramatizing this. She said, I heard you say that you think I'm controlling and that I don't ever want you to hang out with your friends or go and have fun playing golf. And you feel more refreshed with your friends than with me. This literally, (laughs) this happened, this was real life. In my office, I listened to him say what he said, and then she said, this is, and I'm like, mm, yeah, ki- kind of. Kind of what, and actually, no, he didn't say, I actually didn't say any of that. It's not even close. 
But my point is, is that we all have filters that we listen through. We all have filters. We all have perspectives that we listen through. And it really is a, a legitimate conversation to say, listen, we have to actually have to get good at listening. We actually have to learn how to listen because we don't listen very well, myself included. And so I want to give you, um, I want to give you today uh, uh, six, six ways to become a good listener. And um, I'm, I'm reminded, I, I need to hear this. One of the first fights that me and Natalie ever got in while we were dating, we were sitting on the couch. I was watching Sports Center, and the top 10 came on. Well, when the top 10 came on, she decided to start talking to me. And I remember as I was watching the top 10, um, I, it was like I was trying to hear two things at once, which we all know guys can't do. And I turned to her and said, would you just give me a second? And by the way, that didn't, didn't turn out very good, but I will give some advice just to, just to couples. When top 10 is on, just be quiet for just a little bit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Let your husband do his thing, and then there won't be a fight later. Okay, moving on. How to be a good, a good listener. Number one is be humble. Be humble. If there's anything that you hear today, the number one ingredient that you need to become a good listener is to be humble. Have honor for the person who is talking to you. Position yourself into a position to learn. Believe that they may have something to teach you. And here's this one. Don't write them off. Don't write them off. See, in order for us to really hear, we have to be humble. Have to have a humble heart to hear what people are saying. Number two, it kind of goes along with the first one. Give weight to people's words. Give weight to people's words. That's what this means. What they have to say is equally as important as what you have to say. It carries the same weight. You value their words as much as you value your words. And in order to really listen, (laughs) we have to give weight to what people are saying. We have to choose to believe what they're saying. And, and, And you might be thinking, do we just do this with everybody? Not necessarily. Should we choose our Should we choose the people that we listen to? Yes. Should we be smart about not listening to one side and listening to both sides? Yes, absolutely. Should we probably get our advice from other believers who actually have a foundation of Jesus and wanting to do what he wants us to do? Absolutely. And if you can kind of check some boxes like that, those are the people where you say, you know what, I'm going to value what you're saying just as much as I value what I'm saying. Number three, this is a big one, how to become a good listener. Don't build your case against them while they're talking. We are all guilty of this one. If you're married, you really know what I'm talking about. But you should not be thinking about what you're going to say whenever they're still talking. I'm going to be really, really practical here. If they are still talking, don't be building your case against them. Because if you are, hear me today, this is, this is the absolute truth. If you're doing that, you're not listening. You're not really hearing what they have to say. And to probably even break that down a little bit more, one of the things that I've learned, don't let the first disagreement you hear distract you from everything else that they're saying. So someone might be talking to you, 
And they might, I mean, in the first 30 seconds, there might something come out that you do not like and you completely disagree with. Here's my point. Set that aside and keep listening. Don't start arguing that point because if you're doing it, you don't hear anything else. What you want to do in conversation is you want to seek first to understand. Understand their heart. Understand what they're saying. And, and, and don't build a case in your mind against them while they're still talking. Number four, this is kind of a, a, a bigger one um, just in general. But um, I believe this is one that t- to help you become a good listener. Get rid of insecurity. Get rid of insecurity. Insecure people are the worst listeners in the world. It's just the truth. They, they do not listen because here's what, here's what insecure people do. They, they personalize everything. They take everything personal. And so they hear through the filter of, you must be attacking me. You must be attacking my political view. You must be attacking my belief. You're attacking me and my identity. Oh, but when, when you are secure in who you are in Christ and who you are in him, and when you're secure and you, you, you actually don't hear through this filter of, you're attacking me. You actually just hear the person, the words that are coming out of their mouth. You just are listening. And you're not making it more than it really is. And, and, I, and, I really, and, and, and let me just say this. No condemnation, no guilt um, for, for those times. We've all done it where, gosh, we just get insecure and we feel attacked. Hey, it happens. But the goal is it's okay to be where you're at. It's just not okay to stay where you're at. <laughs> get rid of that insecurity so that you can become a good listener, especially in this conversation that we're having now, so that you can really hear What's going on? If every conversation that you're getting into or every um, comment you're reading on Facebook, you, be, you get defensive, there's probably some insecurity deep down on the inside. Why are you getting, can I just ask, I just, why are you getting so defensive? Why? Why are you getting so defensive about a, a different point of view? You have to ask yourself, is, the, is what you're arguing, is the issue really the issue? Because the issue we're dealing with right now is sin. It's, racism is a sin. That's the issue. And whether you believe where it came from and how long ago and if it's still here or not, those are debatable. But the real thing you have to judge on the inside is, is that in me? Is that in me? You see, you got to keep the argument. You got to keep the, the issue, the issue. And when we hear with insecurity on the inside, we make things issues that really aren't. Need somebody out there to say amen, even in here? Okay. Even in here? Amen? Okay. <laughs> Number five, how to become a good listener. Don't seek to win, seek the truth. Don't seek to win. Seek the truth. If every conversation you get in, the goal is to win, you're going to miss it. The goal is not for your opinion to win out. The goal is for you to find the truth. Isn't that what, what, what Scripture says? It says love rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Where does freedom exist? It, it exists in the spirit and in truth. So where we fi- this is where we want to find the answer here. And, and, and I think that we should listen not to win. And this, this goes not just for this conversation, but just in general. Don't seek to win. Seek the truth. And last thing, and I'm going to close right here. 
And uh, this is one that we all have to work on. This one's kind of hard, but I think it's actually maybe the most important. Involve the Holy Spirit. Involve the Holy Spirit. Did you know this? Did you know that you can actually be listening to a person and listening to the person of the Holy Spirit at the same time? If you'll notice, there are times whenever you're hearing someone talk and he's talking from within. And here's what he will do when he talks from within. He will confirm the thing that the person you're talking to is saying. And I so encourage you in this time that you not only have an ear tuned to the person, but you have your other ear tuned into the Holy Spirit. That you're listening to two conversations at the same time. And as crazy as that may sound, you actually have the ability to do it. It's called discernment. And as you're listening to someone talk to you, you should be listening with the ears of Jesus, with the, with the heart of God, listening to what the Holy Spirit is saying on the inside of you, saying, wow, what they're saying, they really feel that. Wow, what they really are hurt. Do you, do you hear that? Do you see that, Keith? And you're listening to the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. And let me just tell you, he's the best listener there is. Come on, how much are we complaining to him and talking to him throughout the day? He listens, and he is a gentleman. He is kind. He speaks with joy. He speaks with peace, gentleness, self-control. It's imperative that be, to become good listeners, we involve the Holy Spirit. Thanks for tuning in today. You can stay connected with Renew Life Church by following us on Facebook or Instagram, or by visiting our website at www.renewlifechurch.com. We love you and hope you feel encouraged from this message today.